Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. My name is Kevin Acey, and I cover the Padres for the San Diego Union-Tribune. There's my boss, Jay Posner. I pointed at him. If you're listening to this later, then you didn't see that. But if you're on Facebook Live, welcome right now. Padres, Dodgers, Jay. We've been talking about this series, or when we have talked about it, you and I. It's kind of like, eh, all right. I mean, a week ago, it was like, well, the Padres have no chance at first place. And then as they crept closer, and over the course of the past 40 days, they have moved up two games. They're two and a half games behind the Dodgers. I think still of the mind, like, eh. But you know what, Jay? I'm excited for this series. You know, Kevin, if the Padres continue to win every game, <laughs> they'll, they'll, probably, they'll probably finish in first place. And, and you know, the, the way they're playing right now, I, I mean, would you put it past them? I, I guess I would, only because it's baseball and... The odds are pretty good that you're you're not going to finish the season with a 20-game winning streak or whatever it would be. But, I mean, look at what the Rockies did several years ago to the Padres and, you know, whatever that was down the stretch. You know, look, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, the Padres are still going to be in the playoffs. I'm, I'm sure, you know, fans would certainly be more excited Indeed. Uh, if the Padres won the division, especially to beat the Dodgers out of something is would always be good for, for Padre fans. But if it doesn't happen, though, you know, you get another shot, most likely, assuming both teams win the wild card round, you get another shot when it really counts. Look, there's no reason not to be excited about these next three games. And uh, I mean, look at tonight and Elson Lamette and Clayton Kershaw. So should be a lot of fun. And, you know, again, we've talked all year the the really sad part about this is that fans can't be out there because you'd have to think Petco would be pretty full the next three days, and it and it wouldn't be with fifty or right. sixty or seventy percent Dodger fans like we've seen for so many uh, for so many years here. So as I said, should be fun, and and uh, I, I can't wait to start watching. Uh, you know, tonight at six o'clock. And if some holdouts, uh, if fans were allowed, had had kept their old blue gear, I think they would have got brown by this weekend. And it would be it would <laughs> yeah. be so overwhelmingly brown. I, I think I, I just this is the excitement, even without the fans being allowed is it is it's palpable. I'm, I'm getting calls and texts from people that I haven't heard from. And you go. They, out want, tick- they want you to get them tickets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been leaving them at will call. I'm right, not sure how right. it's going. Um, but you know, you talk about the Padres. We should really just stop for a second. And, you, you know, you facetiously, rightly so, talk about finishing without losing. This team honestly could not be playing any better. Over the course of this 20 and five run, and that's 20 and five since August 17th after they had lost five in a row. And think about that. They've won 20 out of 25 games. <laughs> I mean, that the Padres, you know, look, and, that, I, I'm not sure. I, I haven't gone back and looked. I, I'd be surprised if the 98 team or the 84 team, or I, I'm not sure any t- Padre team, uh, maybe the one that won 14 in a row and still finished below 500, has won 20 out of 25 games. That's that is really difficult to do. And, you know, look, some of the competition maybe hasn't been the greatest, but you're still playing baseball and there's a lot of things can go wrong. And even yesterday, I thought, you know, the Padres had a couple times where, you know, maybe they didn't get a runner over. They didn't bring a runner in. And it didn't matter because the next guy picked them up with a hit. I think Myers did it once. I think Profar did it. You know, it's just one of those things where even when they do something wrong, somebody else or three other somebody else's seems to jump in and, and do something right. And that's the difference in where I know it's only been a short season and, and, and all that. And it's one season and that's where it is. We need to stop thinking about the old Padres because 
That's rich what you said. That's exactly what has happened. Um, look, early on in this thing, they couldn't lose because they were hitting a grand slam every night. And, right. and they, they were very homer powered. And now, yes, there are timely home runs, but there is timely hitting. Look, the other night they laid an egg and they won a game in which I think they went 0 for 8 with runners in scoring position because they manufactured a run at the end. That's not going to happen all the time, but this team is finding different ways to win. Jay, I think in that 20-5 and five run, the Padres – are have one of the top two rotations. They have one of the top two bullpens, measuring both of those by ERA, and they have the top offense. Or maybe it's not the top anymore. It might be second to the Braves, who have just been surging. You right. say they haven't. Been, you know, there's been some weak competition, and I know you were talking about a few of the games. They took two out of three from the first place A's. When mm-hmm. the Padres went to Colorado, the Rockies were playing well. When the Rockies came here, they just taken two or three from the Dodgers, I believe. The Giants, the Giants came in here with one Absolutely. of the best offenses over the past 20 over their previous 20 games so look it's a look the the marlins are the number five seed now and the phillies are number eight this thing is changing (laughs) daily uh fernando tatis is no longer the mvp candidate he could be again in three days if he has a good series here against the the dodgers uh freddie freeman and mookie besser surging marcelo zuna manny machado um i'm not i'm gonna throw out a name uh he's comeback player of the year but he keeps playing like he has the last couple of weeks. Will Myers. Now, yeah. these are long shots here. They have to finish strong. Fernando Tatis is still up there. I don't want to upset Padre Nation here, but I'm just dropping a dose of reality in there. But things change quickly. But this Padres team, man, consistent in the way that – and it's what they talked about. I remember Eric Hosmer first introducing this term of, you know, passing the baton, you know, and it's like – Okay, that's great. So you put it in Manuel Margot's hand against uh, a righty. And, you know, no offense. uh, Manuel Margot has found a home where he can platoon and he can be used in the right situation. That wasn't here. I bet you Manuel Margot's hitting 302 on this team because he's playing situationally. (laughs) But that's the team they are now. No, it's 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 true. And you think about it. I mean, and, you know, Hosmer's been out now. Tommy Pham's been gone for exact. I think it's four weeks. Uh, 20 and five run. Yes. Yeah. So he's missed this entire run here. Uh, he was supposed to be one of the key members of this team and he still might be, you know, going forward yeah. into the postseason. If you, you know, that's the thing they've, they've won 20 out of 25 and they're going to get Hosmer and fam back for the postseason. At least that's the way it, it appears now how effective they'll be. is another issue. And, and that's one of those things where if they're not effective, boy, imagine the second guessing, that's going to go on there about why do you even bother playing them? Look, for now, you can expect those guys to be back. You know, the additions, um, Mitch Moreland's had some big hits, Austin Nola. I marveled yesterday, he threw another guy out trying to steal. And it was like, did the Mariners ever hold a runner on base? I mean, this guy doesn't look so bad behind the plate. And when he was in Seattle, he didn't throw anybody out from that spot. And it's obviously never always on the catcher. But, you know, Mike Clevenger looked great yesterday. That's what you expected when you traded yes. uh, for him. He's the guy that looked like a number one starter in the playoffs, which is, I'm sure, how he's, especially the way they jiggered the rotation a little yes. bit these last couple of days. He's lined up now to pitch game one. Lamette would be two. And as of now, Zach Davies, you know, would be three. So yes. everything is in, you know, the bullpen. I mean, Pagan's back. Drew Pomerantz still hasn't given up a run this year. 15 innings. Um, yeah. Uh, Trevor Rosenthal looks looks great. I mean, he, you know, you can't help but Gassed. think of, of the other Trevor when he's out there throwing 
throwing change-ups. I mean, that, that looked like old-school Hoffman yesterday, a little bit harder on the fastball, but still throwing, you know, throwing in the high 90s with a fastball, throwing in the high 80s with a change-up, and the Giants just waving at it. And uh, he's, you know, he's looked great. Like I said, there's not much to pick apart at, uh, at this point. A couple little things, and, and of all things, Fernando Tatis, you know, not really hitting, and yet the team's winning anyway. So Manny Machado, I I don't want to like say I don't know underrated. I mean that's ridiculous, but what a season Manny Machado is having. Game winning yeah. RBIs, go ahead RBIs, uh, runners in scoring position. You and I were texting in the middle of something yesterday, just a little something about Tatis struggling as we were doing it, and I was saying, and Manny was coming up, and I was writing a text. This guy right here, Manny, boom, he hits a single, scores a run. Right. Because that's what Manny Machado has done all year. That's the $30 million guy. There's so many lessons in this season. Trevor Rosenthal, Manny Machado, Will Myers. And I'm not trying to drive the Will Myers train any faster than it should go. Look, this season was made for Will Myers. This season was made for the good Will Myers. Okay? Because he could go the whole season without slumping because it's only (laughs) going to be 60 games. Now, I'm not saying he won't go 162 next year and be an MVP candidate again. But I'm I'm not trying to get ahead of ourselves here. But there are so many examples in this 2020 season of just relax. You know, (laughs) Manny Machado will be Manny Machado. Don't give up on a reliever because he has 10 bad outings. This is quite an incredible and and resilient team. And I still want to say they're two and a half games behind the Dodgers. The Dodgers still have the the advantage here. Mm -hmm. And But I will say also Dodgers of late are not the Dodgers that were, what, 30 and 10. At one yeah. point, at the trade deadline. No, no question. I mean, I, I happened to flip over on, I guess it was Saturday, just in time to see Kenley Jansen complete meltdown in the ninth inning against the Astros, and and the Dodgers lost a game that was, you know, I mean, they probably had a ninety nine percent win probability when Jansen came in, and and he lost the game. Uh, so there's still, you know, there's still that feeling that maybe maybe he can be gotten you know, at the end of, of a game and, you know, the Hunter Renfro, I think back to last year and the Hunter Renfro slam. Now, look, Jansen may not give up another run, but there there is a, at least there's a thought, you know, right now you, you feel, you feel more comfortable with Pomerantz and Rosenthal at the end of the game than, you know, I'm sure Dodger fans do with Kenley Jansen closing out games. But I want to go back to Machado because, you know, I think he's such an easy target for people. And, you know, he's probably helped a little bit with that. But Manny Machado is a great player. Is he one of the top two or three players in baseball on a regular basis? No, he's not. But he's a lot better than I think a lot of people want to give him credit for because of, you know, sort of the narrative that people want to spin about him. And I saw in your newsletter today, you you even got an email from someone still talking about the Padres don't hustle enough. And it's one of those things that's like, I, I guess nobody can ever be completely happy with something. Machado, you know, take away the first, I don't know, how, what was it, 10 games or something, two weeks this year. And he's been phenomenal. He's been, he's been the superstar that the Padres thought they were getting. He's clearly, you could tell he's a team leader, just the, the way that he reacts to other guys he's been amazing defensively and his offense has has been off the charts i think they said on tv yesterday i think his ops at petco is over 1200 now which kind of kind of sucks when the playoffs are only going to be three games two out of three at petco and then they disappear but 
But still, I, I think he deserves a lot of credit. And I think, you know, if the season ended right now, he'd have to be a top three MVP guy in the National League. So anyway. It's, it's close. Um, you know, you talk about Manny Machado as a leader. And if people haven't been a part of a, of a group or, or observed one very closely, you might have a, a very stringent definition of what a leader is. Manny Machado is a leader largely because he's Manny Machado, right? Like he's yeah. so freaking cool that all he has to do is is be a good guy to the rest of the team, kind of show them what greatness looks like. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not saying he doesn't go out of his way because there are certain players that he does. But, like, that guy is a leader. Now, Eric Hosmer is a different kind of, his, of leader who goes out of his way to make everybody comfortable and to show people, basically everybody on the team, how to be a pro. Craig Stammen is a leader. Kirby Yates is a leader. Tommy <clears throat> Pham is a leader. Like, it's bizarre. This team suddenly is full of guys who are are leaders. As for that hustle thing, Jay, like it's fascinating to me, and I don't mind talking about it with people. Like I said to the guy in in my newsletter, I don't mean to be dismissive. This isn't Little League. Mm -hmm. Um, There's been actually talk within the organization that there's some guys running too hard to first because (laughs) the the, the team is so geeked up and they want to make something happen. And you you tear a hamstring at this point, you're out for the playoffs. Right. On a right. on a ninety-eight percent chance that you're gonna be out. That's just not worth it for the thirty million dollar man. Anyway, that was uh that was cool. Way to refer to the newsletter, Jay. Well, I mean, I, I can't believe there's anybody that's still not subscribing oh, to, the, to the newsletter. I mean, it's the first thing I look forward to. Even in the middle of the night, you know, I get that advanced copy. Uh, sometimes when I can't sleep and I, I, I think, well, I wonder what's in the newsletter tomorrow. And, and it doesn't put me to sleep. It just gets me more excited, but I didn't want to imply, I didn't want to imply anything. uh, That was too easy (laughs) right there. But the the other thing to talk about is the, the rotation, the scare with Chris Paddock the other night. What is the, what is the latest on Paddock? And is, is there, it sounds like there's even a chance. You know, we see him in the Dodger series. I think that Wednesday you could see him. Today, obviously, very crucial. What does he do today in terms of throwing a bullpen? Look, Chris is walking around fine. He has never had a protective boot on. Maybe that night he did have some protection on there. Uh, he's It's weight-bearing, but I have not seen him run. And as you know, the access this year uh, limited these types of things, when they want to be coy about something, it's much easier for them to be coy. But Chris Paddock has not been put on the injured list. So there's a sign for you right there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's uh, it also would not surprise me, even if he throws today, that they wait another day and they see how the bullpen shapes up. Because sure. right now their bullpen is so rested. And, you know, yeah. they, put, they, they had Luis Perdomo start against the Dodgers back on August 10th. And I forget, I think they let up, I think Perdomo let up uh, a run. And then the Padres, rest of the relievers threw eight shutout innings. Yeah. So maybe that's what they do. Because clearly they're avoiding the Dodgers with Clevenger. Uh, yep. I'm not saying they would be avoiding with Paddock, but like they want to win the division. But this is not the most important series. Well, and Paddock is one guy who has struggled against uh, against the Dodgers anyway. So, uh, you know, another point. It's yeah. not the worst thing to give him. You know, if if he needs another day or two and he doesn't pitch until right. the weekend in Seattle, you know, that's not the worst thing either. So there is that. I do want to mention the the magic number for clinching a playoff spot is six right now over the Giants. I think the Giants are off today, okay. which would mean that the Padres could not clinch until Thursday, I believe, 
that would involve them Padres winning all three against the Dodgers and then the Giants losing Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That's sort of off the top of my head, but I, I think I remember seeing that the Giants were off today. So it's within reach that by the weekend, the weekend. in Seattle, the Padres could clinch second place. Now, what I wonder is, is does that cause for jumping up and down on the field and one of those stupid champagne celebrations that teams should not have unless they win the World Series? But I won't go on a rant about that now. Or what? Do we, do right, we even know how a, teams are going to celebrate uh, right now? Let's put a, a bet on it. They don't – I can go both ways on this. They don't harness these guys, right? This is obviously right. a team with a lot of personality. I don't watch the rest of the teams nearly as closely as I watch this one, but I watch the teams they play. This team has perhaps the most personality, and they are – you know, they're just encouraged to be that way. Uh-huh. On the other hand – Jace Tingler is essentially an NFL coach, one at a time. You know, this isn't, you know, we'll play anybody anywhere, you know. And so they do. And you know what? Their veterans are that way to a certain extent, too. So, no, I think they celebrate. I think that they deserve to celebrate. Mm-hmm. And then if they finish first, they say they can celebrate again, I guess. And then you, and then you <laughs> and celebrate then, when you win the wild card. And then, I mean, they could have like – Six celebrations, if I'm if I'm figuring it out right, as we as we go forward. So that's a lot of trips hey. to Be- that's a lot of trips to Bevmo for somebody in the uh, when, in the organization. When certain guys have come into this organization since uh, you know Hosmer uh, got here and and other guys, and even Hosmer to a certain extent, like it's like we gotta we gotta celebrate wins here. Mm-hmm. Like I think some old timers, let's say would be put off, put off by hustle to first base. They'd be put <laughs> off by how much this team celebrates a single victory. Mm-hmm. But it's working for them. Yeah. No, I, I don't think that that should be, I don't think that should be harnessed at all. I just happened to think of it and wondered if it was something that they would, you know, yeah. they would mob each other on the field or what. I mean, they, look, they, this team, this organization, this this fan base, everybody deserves to celebrate when this team makes the playoffs, I mean, whether they finish first or second in the division, this team's going to be in the playoffs. That hasn't happened. I, I mean, in 14 years, that's a, that's a long, long, long time. And a lot of bad baseball that's, you know, been thrown in there. And, and it's, and it's not like, it's not like we have anything else right now. You know, there were a couple charger playoff runs in that 14 year period. They, you know, they always ended with some crushing disappointment. You know, the Chargers left, obviously, you know, there's been some, a couple nice runs by the Aztecs uh, in that space, but then they have a chance for a big run this year and it gets canceled. This, you know, people should celebrate this. I mean, I I don't think, uh, I'm just not a fan of the, uh, I'm just not a fan of the champagne after all these things. I think that's ridiculous, but I think celebrating these teams, these guys should absolutely celebrate and and so should everybody that that follows them there, there's no reason there's no reason to put a lid on it at this point jay an, an average of because not winning is one thing <clears throat> but not having had a september series heck an august series that was meaningful since 2010 it, yeah i was gonna say in a decade average of in that span these nine straight losing seasons an average of 17 games below 500 at the end of the season. A total of 160 games below 500. <laughs> the second worst record after the Miami Marlins. I mean, that's terrible. The Marlins. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> so 
It is something. 60 games, whatever. I've said from the start, and we'll revisit it again. Of course there's an asterisk on this season. Asterisk doesn't mean bad right. or diminished. No, just, I mean, it can mean different. But look, yeah. everybody's everybody's playing the same 60 games. I mean, it's not like the Padres get to play 60 and the and the other teams are, are on some different sort of calendar or anything like that. And when it gets to the postseason, that's going to be pretty much like it always has been, other than that first little... Uh, first little series and the fact that and everybody you know, in the same place and the no games fans. are going to be in the oh, yes. same place and everything but but still <laughs> the uh, format the the format is basically the same you're still going to have to win the same number of games that everybody else is going to have to win so i i don't think that you know other people might try to diminish it but if the padres should absolutely and san diego should absolutely celebrate whatever this team is able to accomplish over the next you know few weeks and I look forward to everybody behaving at the socially distanced parade downtown. So there we go. All Absolutely. Right. <laughs> this is big. Dan, will I see you out there? Uh, I don't think so. I, I We've got other people coming out, so I, I don't like to take up spots in the press box. So I think this one I will watch at home, but I'll be uh, I'll be tuned in for all three. And we'll come back and talk about it on Friday morning. You'll be you'll be up in Seattle, I believe, for a... Uh, a weekend up there and, and hopefully things are safe up there and the air cleans up everywhere and we hope everybody watching this is safe but anyway enjoy the next three games and uh, we'll talk to you on Friday thanks everybody